Independent Productions is proud to announce the release of Phantom Canyon, a feature-length Western horror audio drama. We've been happy to provide you with hundreds of episodes of free audio dramas for the past 10 years and hope you'll support us in our latest endeavor. Phantom Canyon is now available on iTunes, Amazon, and Audible.com, or by following any of the links to the show from PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Seminar. A conference or other meeting for discussion or training. A class at a college or university in which a topic is discussed by a teacher and a small group of students. Episode 57. Wrong Choices. Come on, 97. Class is about to start. Just a sec. I'm almost done with this paper. Why didn't you get that done last night? It's due in 10 minutes. I know. I just need to finish this paragraph and I'm done. Do you have any idea what happened the last time a student failed to show up to class? They sent guards. What was that? No. 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 It, no, it, it didn't save. Of course it didn't. That's it. I'm done. It was nice knowing you. Okay, calm down. Here. Just use mine. I've got an A in this stupid class anyway. Thank you so much, Seven. It's fine. Come on, let's get going. Greetings, students. I'm proud to say that you are showing improvement. Seven, you didn't turn in an assignment. Yeah, I didn't have time. Sorry. I personally selected all the students for this class because of their potential to lead others. I want you to be the future of this facility. Actually, he turned in an assignment as student 97. Do you have something you want to say? I have no idea what the machine is talking about. Please. Your psychological profile and my algorithms would disagree with that claim. Oh no, the Watterson-Peters algorithm. You cheated! Indeed. Students 7 and 97, I am removing you from class. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> We will talk about this later. If we must. I'm sorry about that, students. It was inappropriate of the Dean to interrupt like that, and I apologize. What's going to happen to them? Historically, dismissal was the appropriate action. You're going to fail them? I said historically. People can make mistakes. Take our first piece, in which circumstances force a man to make the wrong choice. And welcome to the underground. This is unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. After eight rounds, both contenders are still trading blows with each other. I've never seen anything like this. Both the challenger, Julio Ramirez, and the champ, Rick Stone, are undefeated and refuse to back down. Oh my god. Oh my god, Ramirez just knocked the champ down with an uppercut. The champ isn't getting up, ladies and gentlemen. Could this be the end of the champ's boxing reign? Eight, nine, ten. He's out. The champ is out. I see it, but I don't believe it. Julio Ramirez is the new heavyweight champion of the world.
Eric? Is that you? It's me, Jane. How was work at the plant today? <sighs> they laid me off today. They did what? Oh, you are the hardest worker they've got, and they let you go? I'm trying to replace my division with machines. Bunch of greedy bastards. <sighs> I don't want to bring this up, but what about your paycheck? Not going to be much. I didn't even get to work a full shift. Why? Because we need to pay the electric bill. I thought we still have money in savings. Diane's cold turned out to be the flu. With the doctor's bill and her medicine, and the rent being due, all we have left is the money in the checking account. Damn it! Look, I'll call my parents. No way. They got their hands full. Your dad had a heart attack. Then unless you can think of a better way, we're screwed. The only way we're going to make ends meet is if I start turning tricks. There's one way. Okay, what's that? Underground? No, absolutely not. It's the only way. It's not professional boxing, Brick. Some of those fighters die in the ring. They don't have any rules. And winning one match could give us enough money to get by for almost a year. Enough time for us both to get jobs again. Brick, just go back to your manager. Maybe he... Jane, look at me. I'm not in my prime anymore. Everyone treats me like I'm toxic waste. No one wants an old boxer. Not even my manager. We don't have a choice. Here, kid. Here's the autograph. Enjoy the match. Aw, oh, sweet! Thanks, Wild Man. Wild Man? I thought you said wrestling was a glorified soap opera. <laughs> Pays the bills. How you doing, man? Let me guess. You finally want to join all the rest of the clowns in the wrestling instead of boxing, right? Nah, Jake. I'm a fighter. Wrestling's it's too fake. But I do need your help. Brick. I wish I could loan you the money, but... I need to get into the underground. Are you really that stupid? Fighting in the underground is a death wish. I need the money, Jake. My family needs it. There are other ways than risking your life in that bloodbath. Don't start with me, Jake. Remember when you lost everything when you were on the juice? Me and Jane gave you a home. We helped you out when you were in the underground. <laughs> yeah. You know who the current champ is, right? The Skull Crusher, who happens to be wanted in Australia for the death of three men. Jake, my family's going to be on the street. I need the money. And you owe me this. Please, Jake. Please. Shit. You're gonna regret this, man. I'm not promising anything. I'll see what I can do. Savage Predator himself, the terror of the underground, 
give it up for Skull Crusher from Down Under. Now we've got a special challenger down here tonight. Y'all know him. Hell, y'all probably lost money on him. I give you the former heavyweight boxing champion of the world, Rick Stone! All right, let me give you both the download. No weapons, no brass knuckles, just what God gave you. Give them keep fighting until one of you suckers knocked out cold. Hope you got your will made out, old man. You're gonna die today. We'll see about that, chump. You ready? Let's get it on! Damn, that <laughs> You should have stayed near a dorm at home. Rick Stone is getting his ass whooped. Looks like we ain't gonna have much of a fight tonight. Get your money ready, foes. The Ramirez bust your brain or something. You're supposed to fight. What a vice. Asswipe. Oh, yeah, what's that? Never let your guard down. Oh, damn, man, right in the family jewels. Muscle button, you've got a glass jaw. EKO! We've got a new winner! Let's give it up for Rick Stonewall! Stonewall? You earn your names around here, bro, and you just earn yours in blood. We've got our winner. Now all you suckers pay up. Very impressive, Mr. Stone. Very impressive indeed. Who are you? The name's Castle, Mr. Stone. Joanne Castle. I'm one of the sponsors for the Underground. And I haven't seen you fight like that since your title match with Jeffrey Sidewinder Bridges. Well, thank you, Miss Castle. Showing me respect? I like that. Keep your manners and keep fighting like that, and we'll go far. No, thanks. Excuse me? My family needed money. I'm only fighting this one time. Then we have a problem, Mr. Stone. You just knocked out my champion, leaving me in a bind with the other fighters. How's that my problem? Well, I'd hate to see a little girl suffer from anything else besides the flu. Or her and that pretty wife of yours get hurt in an accident. Are you threatening my family? I don't make threats. I make promises. And do you really want to risk calling my bluff? I thought not. Just remember, Stonewall, you belong to me now. I don't understand. He, he attempted to save his family, and yet, and yet he was punished for it. Why? Not all good intentions have happy endings. In fact, they often lead to decisions with terrible ramifications. Like in our next piece, Decisions on Alien Suburbia. Thank you.
So we just need a four-piece with a hose. We're calling that a mega dong. A, a mega what? Who calls it that? Well, me and Aaron. K2 now. You taught a ten-year-old to say mega dong? She overheard us. Her mother will be thrilled. You haven't heard her talking about the rump shaker. The, the what? You know. That weird thing that looks like a cattle prod that makes those roundish pieces vibrate until they meld with the peg? Rump shaker. You're in an annoyingly good mood this morning. I guess I've come to accept our situation. You do realize your charisma alone is the only thing keeping everybody working, and that's in short supply since you gave up sleep. You should try taking a nap, by the way. Your eyes are getting scary. Anyway, I was a bit freaked out by all this at first. But you were right, Phil. This is exciting. We're on an alien planet. Moon. This is definitely a moon. Yeah, okay, Dr. Sagan. Moon. And there's an alien landscape? Desolate mountains. Stop interrupting or I'll poke you with the rump shaker. Really? Sorry. There's an alien landscape with sites never before seen by humanity. We alone have been given this opportunity. And since we seem to be stuck here now, why not enjoy it? We are the chosen ones. Are you sure you didn't sneak some happy pills from the pharmacy? Only Mr. Hooper knows for sure. What the hell is going on here? Where am I? Hmm. Well, things are looking up. Sir, there's a child and ladies present. Could you please go back inside and find some pants and put them on? Thank you. So let me get this straight. You guys woke up two months ago, naked in a strange house, in a strange neighborhood, on another planet, with a Walmart down the street, and in the middle of this circle of houses was a huge box containing components of a huge machine. That's more or less accurate, yeah. It's not a staffed Walmart. It just has, you know, stuff for living on. Uh-huh. Uh, and you've been spending the past two months building some kind of alien device. Well, we think it's a way home. But you don't have proof of that. It's more than wishful thinking. The plans we have suggest the power input from this thing will be tremendous. So maybe it's a propulsion system or a massive transmitter. Or a matter transporter. Seriously? Mm, there's some speculation. After all, how did we get here in the first place? Yeah, man, I, I think that was my original question. Mm. <sighs> Best part of waking up. So, uh, what did you do back on Earth? He's a computer programmer, of course. How the hell did you know that? The last person who woke up naked in this house was a computer programmer. Well, I I'm actually more like a sysadmin. I write a lot of scripts and whatever. I need to get stuff working. Um, what happened to the other guy? She, um, vanished. Hmm. Like in a matter transporter? No. Like in no one's seen her for five days. We kind of assume she's dead. There are only so many places someone can hide around here. Yeah, if you go too far beyond the circle of houses, the air starts getting thin. Anyway, we're pretty sure she got recycled in the Walmart. You you lost me, man. Well, let, back to that in a bit. Uh, why did you think the aliens, or whoever, would replace one missing programmer for another? Do uh, you have all specific jobs or something? Sort of. I'm an architect. Dee here, my uh, voluptuous wife... Is a graphic designer. 
Hello. We have two machinists, Miguel and Bob. They arrived in the same house, but weren't together before then. An anomaly? I guess. There's Aaron the psychologist. Really? Weird. Somebody has to keep us sane here. And our linguist, Dr. Tagichi. She's a bit of an ass. And his ten-year-old daughter, Kay. She's sweet, though. There's Abe, the electrical engineer. He's a bit on in years. I'm not sure he's all there. Plus, since Bob put that still together, he spends more time horizontal than vertical. D. And he's kind of a racist. Oh, boy. Isn't that it? And we had Morgan, the computer programmer. Who got recycled by the Walmart. Did you see the sign in front of it when you said hi to us all, Sans Pants? It was a bit far away, and I was kind of distracted. That's okay. It's written in an alien language anyway. In light pink, on white. Barely readable. Dr. Tagichi eventually translated the text, but before that, he and Morgan worked on the instruction manual for the machine. We figured it was kind of a priority. Before they finished, though, Morgan vanished. In the Walmart. Right. We later learned that the pink on white sign read, Recycling occurs at dawn. All objects inside will be replaced. So Morgan, being an object, was replaced. We knew something like that was going on. I mean, all the stocks seemed to replenish daily. Even the corpse of the janitor on aisle two. We call him Mr. Hooper. You call him Mr. Hooper, despite having gone through his wallet the first day. His name is Ravi Ramakundra. He was 58 years old, and according to the pictures in his wallet, married, a grandfather... Okay, okay, I get the point. He was a real person with a real life. And now he's a corpse we can't get rid of. What I'm trying to say is that we knew that stuff came back every day, but not that something that didn't belong would get recycled. But once the sign was translated, you realized what happened to Morgan. It's the only thing that makes sense. Dr. Togachi said they were working very late one night, and Morgan slipped out, saying she was getting some coffee. She never came back. We found her dog going frantic the next morning. Her bed wasn't slept in. Man, this is fr this is freaky. Whatever game these aliens are playing, they should have added a should have added a cop character, huh? So uh, now that you know the sort of details, you want to help us finish putting this thing together so we can get home? Sure. After I finish my coffee here, you guys get me some decent clothes. I'll take a look at the uh, instruction manual thing. I, I'm not sure how much my software skills will be useful on an alien computer, but I'll give it a shot. Could be fun. Not like I have anything else on my schedule just yet. Sounds good. Welcome aboard, Walter. Thanks. Glad to be here. Really? Well, <laughs> better than my old place. Hell of an interesting project to work on. Why not? Let's see if instruction 6B refers to page 50 of section 2. Well, then why does... This isn't right. Maybe it's... How's it going, Walter? Need a break? No, no, but uh, more Coke would be good. And you'll forgive me for not going to the store myself. <laughs> Understandable. Is it making sense at least? Oh, yeah, yeah. Most of it's been translated into these notebooks Dr. Uh, Togichi gave me. A lot of it reads like a procedural language, very logical and exact steps that loop around each other with recursion. So there's little difference between the instructions given to us and the instructions we're supposed to feed into this thing's computer. But but I think we have a problem. Really? What's that? There's a page missing from the manual. Wait, what? Well, I see the pages on how to program coordinates. It's not here. What's more, 
over in the notebook translation, there's a page ripped out. Oh, damn. Exactly. You think maybe this Morgan didn't like what she found, ran for the hills? Yeah, seems unlikely. Hey, is the uh, next page of that notebook blank? Yeah, why? Give it here, and hand me that pencil. Oh, that old trick. Yeah, I should have thought of that. I wouldn't have thought of this either if you hadn't found out it was missing in the first place. There. Now, what do we... Oh, no. What? Well, that's just great. Our linguist knows more about this mess than he's letting on. Come on. Dr. Tagichi has some explaining to do. Well, can we get a Coke on the way? Hey, wait up! Dr. Tagichi? Dr. Tagichi, open up. Good to see you. Andy, and our replacement programmer. Walter, isn't it? I trust my notes came in handy. Mm. May we come in? Why not? Join me in a drink. Where's Kay? Out back, playing with the dog. I know why you're here. You killed Morgan. What? Huh? You have the notebook in your hand. I assume you figured it out. Do you blame me? You could have come to us. We could have talked about it. You didn't have to kill her. We had worked 30 hours straight at this point. We were exhausted. When we translated that part of the manual, I... I panicked. I felt like I didn't have a choice. You don't have children. How could you know? Somebody want to explain what's going on? Read it. Okay, pen penultimate step. Now place prepubescent member of the party... 11P3 on platform 36B and entered into portal 23F6. Member will be absorbed into the unit and act as fuel and navigation system. What the hell? Tagichi and Morgan translated that part, and Tagichi realized that going home meant sacrificing his child. So instead of telling all of us, he kills the only other person who knows and gets rid of the body conveniently. You had that sign translated a while ago, didn't you? You just didn't tell us. It slipped my mind. But it did prove advantageous to my to my actions. However regrettable they may be. So what happens now? <laughs> what happens now is that I drink. I suggest you join me. <laughs> Screw it. I realized this changes everything. You can never trust me. And my work is done anyway. You no longer need me. Forgive me. I suddenly feel tired. What can we do? I mean, obviously we're not killing Kay. Guess that means we're stuck here. Fine by me, I guess. But what about him? A trial, I guess. We can hold a trial figure out what to do with him together. Poor Kay. To have to go through this? She can never know. The rest can never know. They can't know. She is why none of us can leave. That's a pretty big secret to keep. Besides, four of us know already. 
Why shouldn't the others? Four is manageable. I know you two care about my daughter. You wouldn't want to hurt her. And our programmer here says he wants to stay. The others might not be so understanding. That's ridiculous. I can't believe any of them would be so callous. So bloodthirsty. I can't take that chance! Not for my daughter. <sighs> there can't be a trial. The secret would come out. Phil? You're actually going to humor this man? He's right. I mean, we could tell Aaron for sure. But the other three, they're not exactly family friendly. You've heard Abe talking about how much he hates kids. And with them getting drunk every night, eh, you know. Nothing wrong with a drink now and then. That doesn't make them sociopaths. Actually, Aaron's pretty sure Bob is a sociopath. Man, what a fun reality show this would be. Do you mind, Walter? All right, all right. I'll just be over here with my new friend, Mr. Scotch. I... I don't... <sighs> Fine. Whatever. But what do we say when the machine doesn't work? We could say we're just missing a piece. It happens all the time when I buy furniture from Ikea, and technically it's not lying. Anyone got a better idea? We... We could use a substitute. Like what, the dog? No, no. Mr. Hooper. They keep giving us a corpse. Let's make use of it. Hardly prepubescent. How's the machine gonna know? <sighs> I guess it's worth a shot. So, is that everything? Looks like. You've got Mr. Hooper loaded. I told you, his name is... I know, I know. Sorry. Come on, just a little respect, okay? Yeah, got it. So, we just have to flip this very odd-looking switch and we see what happens. <sighs> Big moment. Maybe somebody ought to make a speech. Oh, God, no. Just flip the damn switch. Yeah, let's get it over with. Maybe we can get home in time to watch the last of the playoffs. I should remind everybody that we don't really know what this thing will do. For all we know, it could blow us all up. Hey, flip it. I'm gonna come and flip it myself. All right, all right. Walter? Here goes nothing. Let's see. Error message says component 11P3 is in. Can't make it out. Incompatible. It says incompatible. Oh, God. I guess Mr. Hoover wasn't fresh enough. What's going on? Yeah, what happened? It didn't work. Yeah, we can see that. Why? Want me and Bob to take a look? Just give us a minute, okay? I think we're going to have to tell them. No! No one is going to touch my daughter. No one is going to, but maybe we should. This whole thing is so messed up, man. It's like they want us to fight each other. Maybe we were never meant to go home. This whole thing has just been to make us crazy. We're just rats in a maze. You can't think like that, Dee. It's not helpful. We just have to... Hello? Excuse me? I can't find my mommy! Another kid? Ah, God damn it! 
Oh, crap. Those sadistic bastards. Is... is this good or bad? Bad, Walter. Very bad. Whatever happens, I don't think we're getting home with our souls intact. What would you choose, student, for? Home at the expense of another life? Or being trapped? Well, that's easy. For you, 45, maybe. But I pose the question to student four. I... I don't know. It's hypothetical. Not a real decision. Why can't you make it? I, I, I don't want to. Can you make the choice? Do you like red or blue? Um, I, I, I don't know. Sweet or salty? Left? Or right? I don't know! Stop it! You're upsetting her! Pass or fail! Fail! I don't want this! I don't want to be the future of humanity! I don't want to be the chosen! I want to be left alone! I'm sorry. What is this? What are you doing? It's a hug. It's meant to comfort you. The AI failed, not you. That's why I'm here, to try and change things. I just want to be done. Graduate, and you will be. But you gotta work with me to get there. You keep saying we have free will, but you never give us a choice. Some choices don't have two options. If you weren't in the program, what would you do? Where would you go? That's my choice to make. Then I'll let you make it when you graduate. Now, what should I do about students 7 and 97? Featuring the voice talents of Jason R. Wallace as the Dean. Seth Adam Scher as The Professor, Tom Stitzer as Student 7, Dave Morgan as Student 97, Anna Rodriguez as Student 45, and Catherine Pride as Student 4. In Underground, Phil Dawson as Brick Stone, Lynn Cullen as Jane Stone, Jason R. Wallace as The Skull Crusher, Richard Casto as The Announcer, John Clark as The MC, Leonardo Rojas as Jake Anderson, Anna Rodriguez as The Kid, and Hannah Jankondel as Joanne Castle, written by Frank Harbuck III. In Decisions on Alien Suburbia, Dave Morgan as Phil, Rebecca Thomas as D, Phil Dawson as Walter, Leonardo Rojas as Miguel, Paul Brueggemann as Abe, and Richard Casto as Togichi, written by Vincent Morrison, directed by Paul Brueggemann, Shorts edited by Susan Bridges. Rapper script by Colin Kelly. Story by Colin Kelly and Jack Kalk. Edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Music by Kevin McLeod. Seminar theme by Vincent Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar, co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. This production, copyright 2014, Pendant Productions. 
For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Next time on Seminar. Uh, hi! Sometimes food can get the better of us. Oh, God, this is amazing! Why aren't there more buffets like this? What you think you're doing? What's your name? Rufus. <laughs> Ain't that a kick in the head? My name's Rufus, too. Uh-huh. It's mine. All of it. All mine. Get out of here! And then... Well, this is it. Or what's left of it. What do you do when a colossus destroys your flat? Call your insurance provider, of course. Hello, and thank you for calling Worldwide Insurance. Worldwide, but right down the block. I'm calling to report that my building is kind of flat now. There was, I, I don't know, an explosion or something. Would you just connect me to someone already? One moment, please. And back in the classroom. You agreed to be part of an experiment. And it is not going well. They made a mistake. The experiment is failing, Professor. You're in so much trouble. I'm not going to let that happen. Why do you think you were chosen to be in Professor Beta's class? I'm sick of you playing God. Find out what happens when Seminar Episode 58 comes out on August 27th, 2014. Only at PendantAudio.com.